Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of I Can Do This All Day, the podcast where we uh, literally go uh, uh, for a very long time talking about pretty much the same subject. Uh, I'm Mark, and uh, this is... Uh... I'm Vengeance. Nah, it's all right. It's Dan. Um, yeah, so here I am in my makeshift homemade Batman on a motorcycle half-assed costume. I feel like uh, it's very authentic. You could cosplay in that. It's a very easy cosplay. I it, think I might do it. It it, it speak of the half-assed. I it it, it it uh yeah, that resonates for some reason. I don't know why. You know, for a podcast called "I Can Do This All Day," we sure do talk about a lot of DC stuff. But um, hey, that's cool because this is a recent movie. You just recently saw it this previous weekend. And I saw it on Monday. Oh, it's you did. Now Wednesday. Yeah. No, I. I I went into a theater full of five people and saw it on a Monday night. So I got none of the uh, fanfare of the crowd. I got the sad and lonely 745 Monday night people. But this movie's been rumored or talked about forever, right? Uh, since, since, uh, since Affleck was attached and supposed to direct and star. And then they said, no, we don't want an Oscar winner to direct a Batman movie. And we don't want you know the jacked batman we want vamp bat and somebody else but the trailer for this came out how long not not super long ago um well there was the teaser trailer there was the teaser and then the trailer during the super bowl i think oh no no was it the super bowl i don't know it was somewhere around there it was a long time but i mean this movie's been pushed back because of covid uh, the rumors of Robert Pattinson not working out or not being in shape to Matt Reeves' uh, liking to be the Batman. Um, but also, uh, there was something else, right? Some some type of production delay on something. I, I'm, I, I'm wondering how you feel because every single time this movie got pushed back or rescheduled or a trailer dropped, I don't even think I watched the trailer all the way through. I could not have been less enthusiastically ready to see a comic book movie ever. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of DC comic book movies for me. Like, I've, there's so many of them well, that I've for never example, been... For example, they pushed The Flash to 2023, and I'm disappointed about that. Mostly because of the Batman that's in that movie, but that goes without saying. That's True. that's a conversation for a different episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 for me at least, I don't know where you were. You seem really enthusiastic after the fact. Just was like, uh, I guess I'll see it. And and when I say I went to see it on a Monday night, I went to see it on a Monday night alone because my wife's exact words when I asked her if she wanted to go see this, she said to me, "I mean, I'd watch it, but I don't want to waste any babysitting." favors for it but yeah i i wasn't super stoked about it i was curious just like with any comic book movie anything that comes out i'm very invested in seeing it in a theatrical run and that's just because you know i I like the comic book movie aspect of things and i want to support that type of stuff because i want to continue to watch that type of stuff so 
I wasn't, I'm not the biggest Batman fan, um, contrary to how my whole outfit is and everything, but, you know, I wouldn't say that I was hating on it. I wasn't, you know, I, I just, I was curious because I liked Nolan's take on them. Um, I actually liked uh, Ben Affleck's Batman as well, too, the way they, they set that up. But this was really interesting because when it came to the actor, very interesting choice, right? Which we'll, we'll get to a little How bit How did you later. feel about the casting before you went and saw it? Like just in general, the cast list, which is not an unimpressive or, I mean, there haven't been this many big name actors tied to a Batman movie, like this deep of a Batman movie in a while, right? I, I think that the, the Nolan movies had a couple people in them, but yeah. I mean, you're talking about um, uh, Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, who's huge. Um, he he did all of that HBO show with the fake cowboys with the robots. Westworld, yeah. Westworld, awesome. there you go. Um, Colin Farrell, um, John Turturro, who I love in anything. Um, you don't mess with the Jesus. Um, know who he is? Like you know his face? I didn't know who he was. You didn't? Oh. No. Okay. I can't even. I know he's been in stuff I've watched. I just. I don't, I'm not invested in, in what he does. The name never, I didn't even Google his name when I found out like, oh, he's going to be the Riddler. Okay. Whatever. Who cares? But so I was, I thought I was going to be very disappointed with the movie overall because with the casting, Robert Pattinson, um, he's a very, very good actor. And he, every role that he has done he's he picks really weird movies but he himself is just a solid actor and he can perform now that being said there's twilight right so there's that that association of twilight and you know the the awful movies that they were but they're hilarious and they the, the terrible hilarious. harry potter movie he was in oh that was a good one he was, was terrible in that well, i mean he played a magical wizard how good of an actor do you need to be to play a magical wizard who's in like grade school, essentially? I don't know, but when um, Tom Felton does a better job than you, you know it's not good. Yeah. But I, 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 I've, I've never been like, I've always seen him as kind of an artsy actor. Yeah. And, uh, exactly and, what is. and, 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 I, I don't want to compare him to Willem Dafoe because I know they were in that lighthouse movie together and Did played crazy that? off each other. I haven't seen it. Oh I've heard nothing but amazing things. By amazing, meaning awful, or I've heard it was really good. Uh, whatever. I mean, I also <laughs> like Tusk, so okay. there's that. Yeah. Um, and you probably like it. But yeah, I've I've never really gotten into him as a leading character. So when I heard he was going to be Batman, I was like. Oh, really? That guy? Hmm. He can act his ass off. Uh, he can. Have you seen any other movies that he's been in? I have. Um, but off the top of my head, they weren't 
like I didn't they weren't super memorable for me. I couldn't <laughs> every every movie that I've seen, uh, I thought it was good in Tenet. Um the other movie, Good Time, really good movie, really kind of messed up premise. I think I'm not sure if it was the same director as Uncut Jams for anyone who's seen those little clips there. But um yeah, he's he's a good actor. Did I see him being Batman? Hell no. I thought he could pull off, and this is before the movie, I thought he could pull off a Bruce Wayne very well. But Batman, no chance in hell. Kudos on your uncut gems director reference, because you're dead on. Um but yeah, is it he him? Be, he could be super emo, which is <laughs> definitely the choices that were made in this movie for Bruce Wayne. Um, but we talk about what we'll, we'll, we'll get there. What did you, so we talked about Bruce Wayne, Batman. What, what about the other others in the cast? So let's talk about, uh, Selena Kyle. What did you think about Zoe Kravitz being I, cast? I'm, I'm a give or take Zoe Kravitz person. And I think it's due to my, due to my, um, my angry high fidelity fan phase and i boycotted the hulu one i was just like okay. john cusack's the person um but uh, she's been good and in, in uh, you know in everything i've seen her in I, she's never been like a lead that i remember seeing but i, can't I have no remember other movies that she's been in let's so, go to i i was for her I was thinking, like, ah, you know what? I, I would have preferred a bunch of oh. other actresses. Did you know this was not her first foray as Catwoman? Really? Really. And wh- what else? She was Catwoman in 2017's The Lego Batman movie. No which, kidding. Which I saw opening night. Wow. I'm surprised the they didn't plug that at all, like with with her is like hey, this is your second go at being catwoman interesting hmm. she Fun was in the the divergent movies i guess with the uh, movie sucked the big uh, balls yeah not the small ones but the big ones mm-hmm. she was in mad max fury road she was in x-men first class i remember that fantastic beasts into the spider verse she was mary jane's voice Oh no, kidding! Yeah, huh? Yeah, um, yeah. She's in Fantastic Beasts as Lestrange, Letta Lestrange. Um, she's in that series. What else has she been in? She was in the Divergence, which you know, like yeah. you said, balls. The big ones. Also but... in Californication, the the show with uh, X Files. Yeah. But yeah, I I thought like for that character. Because and and you know how I felt about Anne Hathaway as Selena Kyle. I thought she did a, a, an amazing job. I thought there were so many other people that could have been cast. Uh, Zazie Beats, which I don't know if that would have been you know a smart choice just because she was just in Joker. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o, Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld, uh, Felicity Jones from uh, Rogue One. Or even like Jessica Chastain. I could cast Jessica Chastain in pretty much any movie. And, and I would be fine with that. I saw Zoe Kravitz at least meeting the um, 
the Catwoman that they were trying to portray, the goggled Catwoman, if you will, from the comics. Like she had the look pretty. And and like I said, I, I didn't go in with expectations, but I don't dislike Zoe Kravitz. I just dislike that they remade High Fidelity. Okay, fair enough. What about uh for? Well, you know what? Let's let's go on to to some of the other things because we can probably talk about the individuals. Yeah, we can go in the individuals when we talk yeah. to the characters. Okay. I, it, that was the main two, right? Uh, Colin Farrell, I was excited for, and then it hit me interesting, and we'll talk about that. But that was the only ones they really talked about. Yeah. They talked about Paul, who hasn't done much, and I didn't couldn't pick him out of a lineup until I saw his face, Dano. Yeah. But then I saw his face, and I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah, you. You. Oh. You. You. <laughs> so when I go see a Batman movie, one of the biggest things that I look forward to is the action. The action is going to be kick-ass, or I hope it's going to be kick-ass. Uh, so let's talk about that. What were your thoughts on the action? I think this was the most brutal Batman movie I've ever seen. Brutal in the action scenes weren't like slick and ninja-y. They were like, I'm going to break your face repeatedly in a not-so-nice way. It was It was different action. It was like, Oh, that sounds like a baseball bat hitting a face action. It wasn't so, Biff Pow Womp. Right. So my my thoughts on it were they were the fights were okay. All right. So they were better than the Burton and Schumacher movies. No, of course, like no contest. But not better than any of the Nolan movies in terms of overall fighting. Um, my opinion in the Batfleck movies, I thought that was the best fighting and the coolest choreography. That scene in uh, Batman v Superman when he goes to the warehouse uh, and saves Martha is badass. Like that was such, that was the best overall fight choreography and fight scene that I've seen in any of the Batman movies. I don't know. The opening scene to this movie, I was like, oh, they're going to get, this is, this Batman, like, came to chew gum and kick ass and is all out of gum. Yeah, no. Like, I, hey, he man. just straight fuck some dudes up. But would you say that it's better action than the Nolan movies? <sighs> I think it's more real action because dude got shot and hit a lot. And that's realistic. Come on. He got shot point blank so many times with like automatic weapons. Realistic. No, no fucking way. I mean, he had that Bruce Wayne body armor on yo. Yeah. That's another thing too. Just because you have body armor on, that doesn't mean you're also going to be as agile and quick and, menacing hand-to-hand combat i'm, I'm just saying I, I thought it was I, I the brutality of it is the thing that got me on the action and the more the like he didn't go away for 20 years to train as a ninja 
Like they didn't need to set that up. It was like a guy who's pissed off and wants to punch people in the face. Okay. That is what they gave us. Also, they gave us the first Batman with laces in his boots. Those fucking boots, man. I thought in the first scene, that was fucking cool, right? So you hear is like, doo, doo. It, like it's very similar to uh, like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. When... No, it was the it was the bear juice scene. Yeah. All over again. That was cool. But you know what, man? Batman's not sneaking up on anybody in those fucking cloud hoppers. No, oh, dude, not at all. Not, no. I mean, put on a pair of Nikes for God's sake. Or mm. God damn it, man. Like, there's no way you're going to be slow as shit. Your kicks are going to be slow as shit. So in terms of realism, sorry, the the martial arts fanatic in me is going to be like, sorry, I don't care how good Alfred is. And we'll talk about that later. You can't train to be agile in those fucking boots. It's not going to happen. So realism, sorry, out the window for me when it comes to that. Yeah, I there was there was I I, I liked the action. I was a fan of it. I, I'll I'll give you the Nolan stuff was pretty good as well, but it was still more gadgety in yeah. ways than hand to hand. And the the Batfleck stuff was just brutal because they gave you Superman, so they had to give you something brutal. But that well. Okay, so well, I, this was the, the unmachine assisted Batman kicking ass. Yeah, but that unmachine assisted Batman looked like the machine assisted Batman because his fucking armor was so gigantic and Robert yeah, Pattinson yeah. was so frail. And he brought so, his like black cat zappers too. The the Black Widow. Yeah, comments, that one. You mean? Mm-hmm. That was weird as shit. I didn't understand that. It was, I mean, Batman has a taser. Did don't, so that don't actually me, bro. That's what it was, right? Because when I saw it, all I could think about is like, why the hell did he just use Black Widow's powers or Black Widow's gadgets right now? And and did they need to design him that way? Like, did they really need to design him like almost to a T to Black Widow's outfit? I think Poor just choice. to piss piss Marvel fans off and and turn them off more to DC. I don't know, maybe I don't know, but ah, well, all right. So I, I I don't hate the action, but I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing that I would be like, okay, this is the Batman movie to see. If you want action, you see this movie. Like, no, that's that's not. This is a long ass movie, and there's very little action in that long ass movie. I guess. Well, what about this? Another thing from Batman movies that has always been memorable is the soundtrack, is the music. From Batman 66 to all the way through, there's always like a soundtrack that carries you through the movie. And that was the first thing that kind of threw me off at the beginning of the movie. And like, oh, this is going to be a little different. We're just going to listen to Nirvana. That was badass. So I thought from the trailer, I was like, bitching, man. That's so cool that they, they picked this song to be in the trailer. It's too bad we're not going to hear it in the movie. Nope. I was fucking wrong. You heard it repetitively. Uh, yeah. And I'm cool with that. I'm, I was the biggest Nirvana fan. And hearing that and the 
the remixing that they did because I, I know it's not the original it's not nirvana version. it's like a second band that did it yeah but um did you know did you know i told you i brought a stat tonight the nirvana song saw a 734 percent rise in listens on spotify good 734 percent and i mean that was the best unplugged album that mtv ever did was nirvana unplugged and um this was just crazy i mean i'm not gonna lie i came home and my wife was like how was it i'm like i'll play you a song that is the entire mood of the movie and she's like did you mean to play nirvana and i was like yeah i did damn right (laughs) no that was badass and uh that is you know you've heard me say on other episodes where it's like i hate it when movies put in just like popular music and it's just like a, a music video so this was actually very similar to a music video in the sense that that setting the mood, but they did it so well and they, I, I had no problem with it. Yes, there's a little bit of nostalgia factor there, but the fact that they use that particular song and the score, very simple. It's like four notes, five notes, just over and over again, different paces. And I was cool with that because unpopular opinion i did not really like the uh danny elfman batman score from the burton movies uh catchy sure but was it my favorite now uh and i wasn't a huge fan of the nolan music either but agree to disagree agree to disagree but by far the best Batman music, um, Batman the Animated Series. Yes, I would agree with that for sure. But I was okay with this music. I thought, you know, the the movie itself was haunting, just like the music. So, hey, mission it accomplished. Did, it did set an accurate mood, or yeah, mood. I used the right word. Um, speaking of mood. This was kind of a creepy ass movie. Like I left this and I was like, I wonder how it would feel if I would have brought my kids to this movie. I brought my kids to this movie. I know. So it's funny that you mentioned that. And the the message I sent to you, because you asked me how it was. And all I text back was it was different so different that i need to digest it so that was my response to you because i knew you hadn't seen it yet and that could be taken either way that, that could mean like holy shit this is the best movie ever it was like holy shit this, this movie is so underwhelming that you have to think about it does it really suck this bad um i you know for kids it's not a kid's movie uh, no. my son no. My son was okay. My oldest was okay watching it. My youngest was, you know, he was fine watching it as well too, but he, he could space out and, you know, stare at popcorn. Punched his brother in the face later. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of violence afterwards uh, between the two siblings, but um, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's, it's definitely not a kid's movie. Very dark, very long. Three hours is a long time. And uh, they were champs. They they held they held it together, 
And uh, I asked my my oldest, like, hey, did, did you like it? He's like, yeah. Like, what did you like about it? Uh, I don't know, but it was just cool. Okay. Like, all right, man. Just I'll, I'll let it be. But. Dude, you brought it up. The time on this movie. I was like, oh, they're going to wrap it up. And then I'd look at my watch. And I'm like, no, they're not. We got another hour and a half. I didn't know. That that was my my big gripe about the movie is that it was it was very long and I don't know if it needed to be. You know how this would have been this movie would have been amazing if it would have been an eight episode HBO Max show. Yeah. It would have been amazing like they're doing all the Star Wars and Marvel shows. This didn't need to be a movie. There were no like the none of the sets were crazy elaborate or more elaborate than any of the Marvel stuff they put on Disney Plus. True. They could have easily made this a series. But is it the same? Would it hit the same way? I don't think it would. People would be like, oh, there's a Batman series. Like, yeah. Because I mean, think about it with Smallville. That is the most recognized superhero. And they put it in on the WB, which turned into CW, whatever. They didn't put the money behind it. Right. Look at the Mandalorian or the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier or WandaVision. That's that's not the same. That isn't the same, though. Because those are like B and C, maybe even D-level characters. Superman, Batman... That's number one and number two, most recognized superheroes or even just characters in general. So I don't know. And, and yet people still do not flock to those shows. There's a, uh, is it a Superman and Lois TV show? No one's flocking to that show. I heard it's good, but no one watches it. No one watches TV shows for DC superheroes. And I don't know. I apologize the, the to all the DC of the- fans. The tone of this was so it could have easily been the next Game of Thrones. And they could have run season after season. Nick Game Cage of- already said he'd come in his egghead. Game of Thrones is cleverly written. I wouldn't say that this was cleverly <laughs> written. I you know what? I, I will say that I was surprised a number of times through this movie. Really? Yeah. In a good way, or <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, there's there's more than one layer to this movie." Sorry, okay. I'm used to Batman movies that are very transparent. Sure. So, all right. So, before we get to the different layers, uh, let's peel back the first the first layer, um, and let's just talk about the supporting characters of Batman. And first one up is. Uh, Jim Gordon, who is not Commissioner Gordon at this particular time, is very similar to Batman Begins. But Jim Gordon, I don't know what his rank, whether it's lieutenant or whatever it is. I think it was lieutenant. Was it? Okay. I think that's but, what they um, yelled at him at first when he actually brought Batman to a crime scene. First time in a Batman movie, you saw him working with police. What did like, you think about that? All of them. I was. It was kind of refreshing because in the comics, he did it sometimes. I liked it. I thought I was it was like, really cool. It, it, yeah. And, and they found a way to still make him 
a villain or make him out to the public to be a villain when he still shows up and works with the cops. What I didn't understand is these people have a problem, like the cops have a problem with them. And yet this one guy, Jim Gordon, somehow, somehow crafts the bat signal. Well, you and saw everyone's cool it. He with just it. Bent, he bent the louvers. Yeah, but and, and that's it. Like everyone knows what that is. And and the the police, the real commissioner didn't say, Hey Jim, what the fuck are you doing, man? Come on, that you know how much that spotlight costs? You know, that's coming out of your salary. <laughs> nothing. No, that was like, part of renew. Ever... It was part of renew. Oh my gosh. That's what Jim Gordon spent his renewed kickbacks on a bat signal. I just needed a little bit more insight as to how that came up. So uh, especially Batman... because they said he was only Batman for like two years. Was it two like years? I, I think that was the timeline set in the film. And I've known people for a decade. I wouldn't trust. I've known my brother-in-law for like 13 years. He's not bringing <laughs> me to a crime scene. <laughs> He's not going to let me walk around with a mask on and look at a crime. Oh, look, forensics. He's a, that's not. Nope. So what has he done to prove himself? Right. In that short amount of time, it, it, they don't talk about it. It was so different. I didn't give a shit. I'll be honest. I was like, hey, it's a different. It's different. It's not the same fucking thing. Sweet. By the end of the movie. There was something else that I was shocked didn't happen. And when I told my wife, because again, my wife's like, how was it? And I'm like, well, I don't want to spoil it. She's like, I don't care. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, well, first spoiler, you don't see his parents die. She's like, what? They don't drop pearls in this bitch? And I'm like, nope. It's like, whoa. That was what? one of the yeah, that was one of the first things I wanted to text you. I was like, no yeah. pearls up in this house. I'm like, well. Well, I mean, let's be honest, and many people have said it before us. How many times do we have to watch these poor people die? And there were so many memes going around before this about it was 1999 when they died. So they must have been seeing like Jane Silent Bob strike back. I'm like, I assumed there was a theater scene. The, there was not. Yeah. The, um, so for Jim Gordon as a whole, what did you think of him as a, a character? I like the actor. I like the support that he gave. I, as an individual character, it was give or take, right? Like, I'm like, eh, you're, you're a little too like gung ho. And then all of a sudden not gung ho. And then in the end, gung ho again. And then no, don't beat him in the face that bad. And it's, it's, I don't see somebody like that being able to operate or stay alive in a corrupt police force for that long, in a heavily corrupt police force for that long. Like that, that's the unrealistic part to me is somebody's going to fucking cut him loose, man. Yeah, but there's a lot of other non corrupt officers. I mean, you saw the, the band of people at the end that were helping out and came to Gordon's aid. So I don't necessarily find that being a problem, but like for Jim Gordon as a whole, I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, especially the interrogation scene 
where he's like, all right, let me get the room for, for a minute. And like, he's pretending like he's talking shit to him. He's like, we need to get you the fuck out of here, man. Just punch me and take these keys. And so I thought that was clever. I thought that was mm-hmm. fun. And um, I liked him as a character. And I was, I would probably say it rivals Gary Oldman so far. Just the small piece I could see if they make multiple movies, he could be, you know, uh, equivalent to Gary Oldman's Jim Gordon. Yeah. You, you didn't like the old gray guy in the Burton movies? Come on. Rando? Come on. I don't even yeah, remember that, who that's... it was. I'm not even going to IMDb it because it doesn't matter. So, all right. So Jim Gordon is a small part of the police. And so what about the police as a supporting cast? I thought it was, I thought it was so cool to see Batman working with the police, not running, like not running from the police. Normally, like, especially the Christian Bale movies, you saw, you saw him having to play, having two enemies for two scenes well i mean just in general right but but essentially he did not have the support right and in this situation he had the support and he was known to the police again how he was that known after two years i don't know he sent them a lot of christmas cards apparently but what about I mean, the police, that's pretty much it. There's not much to, to say about that. They were there. There's a, the, the reluctant support. No, right? the, the, the fact, the, the, the call out for the police was the fact that they worked with them, which yeah. was totally opposite of yeah. every other Batman movie. And I was cool with it that they weren't just like awestruck by him. Mm-hmm. They hated so, him. Yeah. Half of them wanted to kill him. It was yeah. great. So, but my, I'll, Mentioned this little gripe here. No one tried to pull his fucking mask off when he got knocked out. Right? Nobody. No. They just like, hey, let's let's move him. They literally took him on a stretcher to a completely different building. Just, I didn't get it. But uh, moving on, moving on to support for for Batman. What about Alfred? Andy Circus is Alfred. I like Andy Circus. How do you not catch a bomb in the fucking mail? Oh, I'm sorry. Were you a member of the bomb squad, Mark? No, but he's like training this dude to be this this fancy guy. He trained him how to fought. That's the only thing that he had verbally said. Trained him how to fought. Also, he committed a federal crime by opening somebody else's mail. Well, yeah. Also, that scene, what was it? Fucking daylight savings time and you forgot that you would open the mail by seven o'clock already. Oh, it already happened an hour ago. What? I I actually really like that scene because I thought they were going to kill off Alfred. I thought they were going to do something different and kill off Alfred because how do you survive a bomb? Like point blank with no facial burns. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. He should be two face, is what he should be. He should have been 15 faces because he still had a fucking beard. He still had a beard. As a man who has a beard, I'll tell you this if a fireball comes, the beard 
goes. Yeah. But I, li- I liked it because for me, it was a more believable take on Alfred. So hear me out on this one. When I say believable, I do not believe that a butler, a strict butler, would maintain the grounds of a mansion for years upon years if Bruce Wayne was absent. Like, like, bitch, you better find another job. That's what I would think for, for that. But in this, they, they play it off as if he's the Wayne's bodyguard, which, okay, that makes sense now. You know, he felt responsible and maybe he took ownership of everything. And, and that's what, that's what he did and teaching Bruce how to fight. Sorry for the English grammar mess up earlier. It's been a long day. Um, teaching him how to fight was a refreshing take. Uh, granted, if he is not a ninja or if he's not like the best badass of all badasses, then that kind of really limits Batman's overall fighting talent. But it's cool that they, they make Alfred out to be a badass. It explains the taser because he was a bodyguard. I wonder if he had pepper spray that we didn't get to see. <laughs> what did you think of their dynamic, though? That was the one thing that irked me. I didn't mind that they, they had a kind of a not great relationship because, I mean, they've been fighting each other for so long, and, and Bruce has been defiantly focused on not his family, but his driving mission of, of punching people in the face with his motorcycle boots. Well, like, I, I can understand you know, Alfred having this, this chip on his shoulder and Bruce not living up or following in his parents' footsteps, which apparently is a good thing. Uh, Apparently. I didn't like it because so according to Matt Reeves, Batman's approximately 30 when when this movie is taking place. So I've got a little bit of, of issue there because um, in your athletic prime, you've only got like a couple years left in your athletic prime. So if that's Batman in his athletic prime, he's two years in, still trying to figure stuff out. That means he's got three years, maybe four years, five years tops of being peak Batman. Tom Brady. Well, he Tom Brady doesn't get hit and get the shit beaten out of him all the time. But that's that's part of my my issue with it is that so he's he's around 30 that this is happening right but he's acting like a teenager a legit teenager maybe even early 20s i don't think that age is accurate it's Mm. accurate Mm. according to the director you don't need to look it up because it's correct just so you know your record of being correct on this podcast is is going to dwindle even further but anyways so even at 20 you might act like a teenager scorned like how robert panson did but at 30 you better not be he said about 30 so like late 20s okay late 20s you can act like a teenager fuck no that's my wife to a secret service type bodyguard no you're not going to act like that to him so that's that's just a 
a maturity level. Like I said, even if he's in late 20s, maybe that's seven years tops of peak physical performance of Batman. So, dude, you need to get your shit together. That's where my opinion is. Otherwise, you're going to peak at 40. No fucking way. You're going to get your ass kicked by all the younger, quicker, stronger people that you're going to be fighting. but Or the henchmen that you're going to be fighting. Multiple of them. And you're not going to be able to wear all that body armor all the time without getting severely slowed down as you also slow down in your age. But, yeah. Anyways, Alfred didn't like the dynamic with him and uh, Batman, which isn't his fault, but just, uh, I think, a problem in the writing. Speaking of a problem in the writing, I don't think they gave enough back and forth with, with Selena Kyle or with Catwoman for them to have the relationship they had at that point in the movie. Like the, the romance? Yeah. Like when, when she first kissed him, I was like, huh? I'm like, that's a little premature. That's I love you on the first date. I don't know what's going on here. Is that? But you know what? If anything, that might actually be kind of realistic. People are very nonchalant about that. There's there's no such thing as slut shaming anymore. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it, excuse me. It struck it struck me as just how did we get here? Yeah. Oh. I You're agree. serving those drinks very well. Let's make out. Oh, look, you have a ski mask. What? I didn't have a problem with that. I had a problem with her fighting prowess. Where did she learn how to kick such ass? I just needed a, li- a little throwaway line. Like Falcone could have been like, I'm glad that I trained you how to defend yourself. Like something. It's very she simple. She learned it on the streets. You do not learn how to fight like that on the streets. Dude, women who wear those those high of boots have good balance and they just whoosh, flip spinning it. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. So that's a flaw. Writing flaw. <laughs> a flaw. Like it's the only one. Yeah. Um, let's go into what the What was up with that... the what was, just side note, side note. What was up with the obsession? with lace-up boots in this movie. I I didn't have a problem, or I, I didn't have a strong enough observation on the other footwear other than Batman's. Like I said, those fucking boots are terrible. So not tactical or practical or conducive to fighting crime, sneaking around the city. You know what they would stealthy. do a good job at, though? Help him like stop and slow and ride his motorcycle well. Because <laughs> that's an important characteristic of Batman. I mean, in this movie, apparently it is. This was like the um this was Sons of Anarchy Batman. The Sons of Anarchy Gotham. That's what this was. He he's just, he needs to learn some stealth because he does not know how to follow um in inconspicuous vehicles. No, no, the people around him need to learn some situational awareness. When is a loud ass knucklehead motorcycle with a right. short exhaust quiet? Never. If he would have had an electric bike, that would have been cool. Like, that would have been cool. But, like, you're not going to fucking hear that shit. 
Yeah, I I always and that might be nitpicking, but I'll, I'll always point that out in a movie like, man, you guys need to tail better because even when I'm driving, I'll throw out like a pretend scenario like, all right, car five, uh, the white van five spaces up. I'm going to try and follow them just as long as I can. I'm going to hang back and see how long I can find it. And then I get bored after a mile, but I'm pretty sure that that car never thought twice about my vehicle being there. So sorry, Batman. I got you beaten on stealth mode. All right. Well, since we're not necessarily going bad on the movie as a whole, let's go to the bad guys. So let's talk about some villains. Um, first up, the big bad Riddler. What did you think about him? When the fuck did we get serial killer ass people in a Batman movie? Like that first scene was a little disturbing. Loved it. Freaking just, loved just it. Just using a fucking right in the back of the head, like murdered Erdler. Like th- that has not been in a Batman movie. Like straight up, almost like Wild Bill, Silence of the Lambs type. Yeah. Thing, because it he, puts he was, the duct tape on its face. He was getting turned on. I mean, that was one of the, the creepiest things about it. Like, I'm not even making fun of the situation. It's like, that's a dude who really enjoys his work. So I thought that was a cool dynamic. I was like, holy shit, this is what I'm in for with this movie. So it was a really cool, you know, tone or setting the tone type of scene. And uh, I was I was all for it. I had no problem with it. Uh, but yeah, it's creepy, weird as shit. You know what it did? It showed the reason why they kept the gimp locked in the basement in Pulp Fiction. Oh man, he did such a good job, Paul Dano, who I I still haven't IMDb'd or Googled. Um, he did such a good job of keeping that character creepy, mysterious, and you know when he takes the mask off, he, you view him in the like the stereotypical like, oh here's this nerd weirdo loser, you know, just because he's wearing glasses, mm-hmm. which apparently is a nod to Jim Carrey's glasses in Batman Forever. It's like the same exact glasses. So hmm. very cool. Hmm. I I will say that the Riddler was involved in my favorite like theatrical cinematic shot in the movie, um, which has nothing to do with the plot. But when they go to the diner. Yeah. And they do the, the view into the into the um, into the diner from the street. There's a famous piece of artwork hanging at the uh, the Chicago uh, Contemporary Art Museum or the Art Museum, the Art Institute of Chicago. That one. What is um, that? The the does it call the diner? No, no. Um, Nighthawks is the name of the painting. Is that with a bunch of people sitting at a diner? Yep. Edward Hooper's Nighthawk. Okay, that's what I'm. I think I just uh, thought it was just called the Diner. Um, They've done a lot of parodies of it with like famous people and stuff in it, but I loved that they did a just a random parody of it in this movie. Like, oh, that was awesome to me. And it's little things like that that I enjoy. What did you think about the Penguin or Oswald Cobblepot? Penguin. Penguin. To, to say it like Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, say it like, did I say it? No, but I can't oh. get over how funny it is to watch him say penguins. Yeah. Um, I, I was, um, I was shocked that that was Colin Farrell. 
like once you knew it was him, you knew it was him. But I thought that it was very funny to see them take somebody who in other movies was like this, you know, descended from rich people. And he was just somebody's bitch. He was like number two. And it was, uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. I thought that the way they, they, um, they hit it and everything was nice. I was, I was a fan. Best it actor fit in that world. Yeah, best actor in my opinion in that movie. Oh, John Turturro though. Get the fuck out of here, man. Oh, you don't fuck with the Jesus. Uh, well, you know what, man? He channeled De Niro in this movie. My favorite line and favorite performance, you know, uh, performed line in the movie where uh, him and uh, Batman and Gordon are up against him and he's like, oh, world's greatest detectives. And, you know, he says it like almost just like De Niro. And I'm thinking, holy shit. If they ever wanted to do some type of Godfather type thing, just have Colin Farrell do that accent and he could pull off like a younger De Niro. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. He should totally do that. It would be the best freaking movie, gangster movie ever. He looked like De Niro in Untouchables. Yeah, Scarface. With yeah, just some Scarfaces. Sure. Like he, he had the same bald ass head and round belly that De Niro had in Untouchables. But that was my, in my opinion, he was the best actor out of everything because he was, he number one, he transformed himself, um, you know, with the help of makeup and prosthetics, but mm-hmm. even just his, his overall voice, his mannerisms, you know, you didn't see Colin Farrell. And I was trying to take a look and see like, okay, mm-hmm. where's his Irish accent, accent going to slip up here? Oh my just, God, did not at all. Couldn't even tell it was him. But um, yeah. That's that world's greatest detectives. A great nod to the comic name, but it was so funny because he was he was just totally making you fucking morons. World's greatest detectives, like you guys are so stupid, not as smart as you think you are. And um, it was just such a good performed line. And yeah, that's it. But uh, so Falcone, John Turturro, or as I like to refer to him as Joey Kanish from Rounders, if you've ever seen that movie. Oh, that's exactly who he was. There was no versatility there. There was no great. I see acting. that actor. I don't need him to be anybody but he who he is. But that doesn't mean he's the best actor out of all. <laughs> I just I enjoy. That's the first time they gave that Batman character like a legitimate something. Everything else he was just like man. See. I'm a gangster. See, man. Was he like that in Batman Begins? I don't remember them being that. Way. He didn't have the he didn't have the 30s, man. Yeah. But he was just I could take you out, and it, it was he he did not play a big part in it. Yeah. What what I didn't like um, is he had the the Falcone, which. I think that was also the first time they pronounced his name as Falcone, right? Because they called him Falcone in the Nolan movies. I don't remember how they did it in animated series, but... Okay, and then there's Maroney. They made mention of Maroney. Who was big in the animated series. Also mentioned in... or Well, no, he had a big part in uh, The Dark Knight. 
that was Eric Roberts' character, wasn't it? I think Salvatore so. Maroni. So I don't even remember him or why he was mentioned in that movie. Did he have any part of anything? He was the one that got put away Maroni by was. the DA. Yeah. Okay. I thought. I don't see. I don't even know. It's the movie's so damn long. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll get to some of those layers a little bit later, but okay. Um, but yeah, Falcone, John Turturro, it's all right. You know, he, he performed. It was, it was good to see him perform his, his normal self. But I have a problem with it. I love it. I love <laughs> it, it. it. Certainly wasn't the best actor. Let's get that clear. Was not the best actor. In I'm the okay movie. with it. I'm okay with it. You can say <laughs> okay. all you want. All right. So uh, here's here's another interesting take. So Selena Kyle. So was she sort of a villain in the movie? I like that they gave her a backstory and the way they tied it together. Did they give her a backstory, or did they just mention that that she was she was his daughter? Yeah. Is that a backstory or is that just it's more of a backstory than than Catwoman's ever had in any other Batman movie? It gave me, her a reason to seek vengeance. Yeah, to me, that was just shoehorning her in as if like, hey, you know, she can't just be a cat burglar or uh, a cocktail waitress. I would have to give her a reason was... to betray the organization. And it's because, fuck that guy. He's my dad, and he sucks. I would have been fine if it was if she was just a call girl flavor of the month, and now she's just like, you know what? I'm gonna make a name for myself, and I'm no one's gonna no one's gonna be the boss of me anymore. I would have been perfectly fine with that, and that would have been even more empowering as opposed to the vengeance aspect which they weren't trying to do. So the, the whole thing at the end is the whole Batman, movie was, I am vengeance. Not at the end. Not at the end. Yeah. And so Batman yet had she two was rules. no guns, no killing. They stood she, up. Film. She killed him. She ended up getting her vengeance. So it didn't even, it didn't even blend with the whole storyline of Batman. All of a sudden she didn't kill him. She killed him. Shot him, didn't he? No, the Riddler shot him. They took him out into the light. And the dude snipered his ass. Sorry. Three-hour movie. I couldn't remember what the fuck happened to the normal average actor because John Zatura only plays himself (laughs) in a movie. I couldn't. I couldn't decipher amongst all of the layers and the the wonderful storytelling. She hit him with a pool cue. And she was going to kill him, but he said no. Yeah. Don't kill him. It'll be bad. Yeah. Ah, well. Um, Okay. Well. Joker? Uh, So I I put this on the list solely because at the end of this movie, I was like, oh, they're going to do another one? And then I'm like, who is that? And I was in the theater. I wasn't about to bust my phone out and search it. So I'll tell you, for for until I searched it on the way out of the theater, and it was near the end of the movie, I could have sworn it was DiCaprio. Mm. And I'm like, 
what a perfect scene. He could walk in and do that cold once. DiCaprio could have, but then they showed the face, and I was like, oh, I don't, that's not, that's not him. But the voice at the beginning of it, if you ever watch this movie again, um, it was like, I was like, is it Leo? Are they doing it? And I thought that they just, they're like, they're going to bring in the Joker. They're going to do things. They're going to bring in a rogues gallery. Um, and then I come to find, like, I don't know if they're making another one, but we'll get to that. But I, I thought it was interesting that they introduced that character at Arkham. It was, it was interesting. I knew who it was. And um, it's funny because I, I hear so many different pronunciations of his name. So Barry Kagan, Barry Coogan. Uh, my wife, who's Irish, is like, oh, it's Barry Keown. Like, is that how you pronounce? I don't even know how. I'm Barry Keown, if you're listening, and I'm I know you're pretty are. sure that your wife it would know. Would it's know. funny though. It's so funny because so many people uh, like Scarecrow from uh, Batman Begins and uh, Dark Knight Rises, and and he was in The Dark Knight. A lot of people. I've heard multiple people pronounce his name as Cillian Murphy, not Killian Murphy. So when my wife heard me say his name is Cillian Murphy, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Who the hell is that? <laughs> but Barry Keown, uh, for anyone who says Barry Kagan, I hope you're just, I hope you continue to say it. And someone Irish is like, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Barry Keown. So hopefully that's the way it's pronounced. But I'm I, not going to, I'm not going to land. I'm not going to give my thoughts on this argument because I, I want your wife to like me still. <laughs> there's, some, Coogan. there's some there's some Gaelic spellings that leave you a little Oh yeah. How drunk are you? That that's what that says. I I give my wife shit about that all the time. Like <laughs> the different names that I'll see. Cause she'll she'll have some fun with it. She's like, hey, how do you pronounce this? And then I'll say it exactly how it reads in the English language. And then it is like the complete opposite of everything. Yeah. Even my wife's name. My wife's name. Same thing. A lot of people mispronounce her name. And so if I, if I wouldn't have gone to school with someone with that name, I, I would have been one of those mm -hmm. people that pronounces it incorrectly. But yeah. But yeah. What did you think of him in the potential sequel. The laugh worked for me. That for me, that's the, the key of the Joker, right? It was really good. Unless it's Jack Nicholson. They need a great laugh. Jack I Nicholson's was... laugh was pretty good, though. Yeah. You know whose laugh wasn't very good? Was Heath Ledger. Oh, that was good. Mm, I disagree. But um, they need a good laugh. And he was more Mark Hamill than he was Jared Leto. So I was a fan of that. Uh, Jared Leto's was pretty horseshit. That's but, what I mean. He was more yeah. Mark Hamill, the best Joker. Hmm. Heath Ledger, but no That's all I got to say about that. Uh, there's only two great roles that Mark Hamill's ever been great in. And one of them's debatable and the other one's the Joker. No, one of them's <laughs> Cockknocker. From... Oh, touche. <laughs> Touché. From Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Cockknocker and 
I was I was hoping to have another Mark Hamill role on off the top of my head and just say no, that instead. No, we can say Corvette Summer. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I I love me some Mark Hamill, but for a very um for a very narrow body of work. Yeah, for a very narrow body of work. Speaking of uh, body of work, um, there are some vehicles in this movie that are some not so great, some superb. This was the shittiest vehicle Batman movie I've ever seen. It was. The absolute worst. Why was the penguin driving my grandma's Buick? Well, they like to drive those old fucking cars. It, no, it wasn't a Cadillac or a Lincoln. It was a fucking LeSabre. What the fuck is going on? Collector's items, my friend. Collector's mm. items. Mm. I, I mean, so there, there, was a, there was some big motorcycle culture in this, and we talked about that. And they weren't like, they were more um, cafe-style race bikes yeah. as opposed to like import bikes or, or 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 street bikes in that yeah, regard. Didn't you find that a little weird that Bruce fucking Wayne had a just normal average bike? No, because you find that a lot of I mean, so I didn't find it weird because I feel like people that are connoisseurs of the culture enjoy like the older motorcycles like it's like the classic cars of of bikes right he's not going to go out and get a kawasaki he's going to have an old triumph that he can jet around on right i I, so i I, i've seen like the ewan mcgregor show where he rides all through um south america on a motorcycle and ewan mcgregor uh uh, is a big motorcycle guy um and he he rides just the little same thing as batman did little little one little triumph box square head kind of situation. I didn't have a problem with the bike. The bike made sense because it was older, thick, and it was probably modified. It wasn't just something off the line. Didn't have a problem with the bike at all. I'm rambling. I thought the motorcycle was meh. I thought the the Batmobile was meh. So I thought it was cool as hell. And the intro to it was pretty fucking badass it was that you saw it in pieces in the in the bat cave or in not even the bat cave in the basement what was that movie where it's like that that car that goes after people i can't remember the name of the movie but oh it's it's like a you know an evil car but anyways, so it reminded me of that because it was almost like a character in itself that this fucking car is going to intimidate the shit out of you. Now, Christine, Christine, that's what it was. Yes. Here's my problem with it. I'm going to intimidate you by having this fucking jet sound screeching and, and flames coming out the back. Pretty badass. And putting that on a challenger. Pretty freaking sweet as well, too. Was that but, a challenger? Yeah. But then, then it kind of juts forward and sputters. And I was like, what the fuck just happened right there? And I've heard from other people saying like, oh, it was like an intimidation thing. Like, well, I'm pretty sure that engine fucking stalled out 
after they intimidated the with with kind of pushing on the gas a little bit but um once it took off i was like holy shit that's pretty badass but so not and i here's where the hypocrisy is strong um i like the tumbler and i'm gonna say something really stupid right now but it's just so not the the batmobile in the batman is so impractical it's just so ridiculous and yes i know the tumbler's a fucking tank in the streets but at least it could just plow shit out of the way this car once you hit something you're fucked he had regular tires yeah it's not oops i got a flat who's gonna change that shit does batman have a a a four square to change his tire the toretto mobile oh my god it was like a shit car from a fast and the furious movie they got a deal on at the back lot and said oh we'll just put fire on the back of it it'll be great not the most agile it wasn't even it wasn't even a rocket driven car because it had a v12 engine where the exhaust came and the fire looked like it was just for show not thrust it was it, it, it and again like matt reeves made a big deal about oh we actually did the fire shot practically we jumped it through fire I was like could you have set it on fire because it was a terrible batmobile <laughs> i i didn't hate it but i did have a problem with it in the sense that that batmobile must have stopped for gas at least once during this movie the vehicles in this movie sucked just regardless just sucked even bruce wayne one drove himself which okay christian bale drove himself in a lambo not in an all black 50 something corvette Uh, hypocrisy is strong with this one too so you had no problem with the motorcycle but now on the the car which is a very classy car no it's not it is not get the fuck out of here get the fuck out i'm i was not a fan of that that car that's but that's exactly the same type of thing like so here's here's the thing bruce wayne isn't going to be going to buy like a bunch if, if he's vengeance he's not going to buy like the newest hottest cars because he doesn't give a shit about it right so what type of vehicles does he have he has the older shit so i'm okay with it but it's funny that you you have no problem with the motorcycle but you have a problem with the car that he drove himself in mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I absolutely did. Didn't All like right. it. Didn't uh, like for it. For once, I, I they don't were think going I'm for the... this gothic feel and this dirt feel. The the sets and everything were extra gothic with extra gothic detail inside of everything. Um yeah, but I this was this was not for me. That car okay. wasn't the cars, the vehicles were not my favorite. Okay. What about the, so I talked a little bit about, you know, Bruce Wayne's not going out to buy the the newest shit because he really doesn't care about the whole billionaire playboy persona. Um, what did you think about the whole Wayne story? I thought it was awesome because I didn't see it coming. That was the, the, the only good part about this movie to me was the way that they worked the story in like a mystery. 
So yeah. they gave you, oh, his dad was running for office and they were killed, but they didn't tell you how. And they didn't say much about his mom. You didn't meet his parents. None of that. And then they start to reveal it. It's the first time they ever give an origin to Arkham Asylum. It was it was definitely I I was like, it makes sense why he's a crazy pants. Yeah, so I I really liked it as well. But I wish they would have just stuck with it that maybe the Waynes just weren't really that great of people. I would have been perfectly fine with that. See, I I liked the storyline that a good man will do anything to protect his family and his wife. And that's what Thomas Wayne did. It got so bad for his wife and he, the only way he could protect her was to make a deal with the devil to give his wife peace of mind. And it just ended up backfiring and they both got killed. Right. So you didn't like it then. We mean, so I'm, I'm confused. So I would have preferred it if the Waynes were, or Thomas Wayne would have still been kind of corrupt because he was in bed with Falcone. But he and wasn't. You... He wasn't corrupt until he made one. It is one bad decision after a lifetime of good ones. Isn't that all it takes, though? It does, but he wasn't intentionally a villain. Right. I would have been okay if he was, though. Perfectly fine with. I would have actually enjoyed that even more. You want dark? You want gritty? You have shitty fucking parents, and then as Bruce Wayne or the Batman, you realize like, holy shit, my entire life and my whole purpose of what I've been living for, this is what I've been going for, and now everything that I thought was just a lie. I would have enjoyed that way more because that would have been like the the slap in the face of like everything his I've worked for has been for nothing. And then he goes saves all the people in the little flood and all of a sudden he's like you know what I shouldn't just be vengeance. I, sh- I should be a sign of hope for the city like Superman is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of dumb but um yeah, so I would. That's how I would have preferred the, the take. And when they came back to it, I was like, "Oh man!" Because I think it's pretty well known that I like bummer endings. But even if it's a bummer ending for Bruce Wayne's parents, it still is beneficial for him as a character to mature and kind of overcome. Actually, enjoyed it. It was the part that kept me engaged in the movie. That the the story had so many layers. And when you thought you knew everything, you learned more. Too many layers and too long of a movie is where I, I had a problem with it. They could have they could have lost some time, but kept the layers for me. When he went back to the apartment and picked up what I thought was like an ice pick and the cop was like, oh, it's a carpet thing. And he looked down. And he pulled up the cart, like, talk about an amazing clue from the Riddler that nobody got. Yeah. Except people who lay carpet for a living. With, like, for, you know, for the Falcone and Maroney thing, I lost the Maroney thing. Um, I 
didn't need the layer, the added layer of like, oh, Selena Kyle is Falcone's daughter. You had to put his life in danger, though. You had to get a reason that they were going back to get him. And then, you know, then they brought him into the light and he got shot by creepy leather mask boy. So it couldn't have just been Falcone being responsible for the death of Selene Kyle's lover? Like, that couldn't have been It could have been, but I don't know. I, I, I... so you needed something else. You needed two reasons as to why, not just it one. having that parent drama just hit on so many other levels for me. I liked it. I liked it. I was a fan. I guess another thing too, from a duality perspective of, so I might be incorrect in my assessment of Selena Kyle and, and Bruce Wayne in the sense that, because they they drive off in the separate paths at the end. Well, Selena Kyle obviously has her MO of she's okay with a little bit of revenge and Bruce Wayne is no longer going to be doing that anymore. So yeah, I I don't know. I I guess I'm okay with that layer, but like for, for a good movie for me, I'm always trying to guess, okay, who's the next person that's going to die. But for this, I didn't need to guess because it it didn't matter who died to me. You know what I mean? It If it was, oh, Alfred is a target or Commissioner Gordon's wife is a target or something, or um, Jim Gordon's wife, whoever, it, it should have been people that I knew as opposed to, oh, that guy died. Okay, well, I guess we'll but just... The thing is, nobody knew. That's why it's the Riddler. You had to solve the riddle. Right, right. No, I get that, but it would have been better if someone died that I cared about. Who in this movie did you actually care about? It could have been, you could have put someone else in there as to, to why it's like, I understand why Riddler was trying to kill, you know, the bad, corrupt people, but okay, well, good. Fucking, they got it coming to them. But then they tied the Riddler to Thomas Wayne. Yeah. Which... And he was an orphan too. The irony there was just the whole way they tied it together. I loved it. I loved it. He could have been a peer of Bruce and just been hating Bruce for all these years, which he was. It was I, I, I loved the layer of that. I thought that I thought it was one of the best written Batman movies. Really? Ever. Oh, yeah. Huh. Better than anything pre- um pre schneider pre who not schneider um nolan better oh, than oh, anything pre okay, nolan. Right. i thought you you said schneider all i could think of is rob schneider from saturday no. night live i was like what no. the fuck it wasn't deuce bigelow male batman oh man that might have been more intriguing in terms of layers he could be in the he can be in the flashpoint movie um wasn't he in a superhero movie? Rob Schneider? Mm-hmm. I just saw The Waterboy with him a few weeks ago. But other than that, I don't remember what else. Such a classic. Bob, Bobby Boucher was a, a superhero. He had superpowers for sure to get all those sacks. But what about... Okay, so I, I think I, I talked a little bit about the problems of the movie for me. 
Um, but they, one of the things I didn't talk about is Pattinson almost went full bail on his raspy voice. Yeah. And luckily it didn't happen until about the last third of the movie. And then he started doing the, the Christian Bale raspy voice. And I was like, Oh man, you fucked up. You fucked up. But also he did not distinguish his voice from Bruce Wayne whatsoever. He just no. does not give a fuck. Didn't give a shit. Nobody can. I just the, the top. Danny, you have no idea who I am. Yeah. He's got a pretty, pretty attractive jawline. You know, like people will, you know, jawlines is something that people look at. And like, huh, that's impressive. And uh, it's pretty damn memorable. So I don't know how. You know, especially that that bodyguard uh, at the club, and he says, "Like, doesn't he say the same exact?" The brothers, line? yeah, same thing. You know, or you do you know who I am, or mm-hmm. something like, yeah. "Wow, Batman." Yeah, that's you. No, I'm Bruce oh. Wayne. Like, no, you're Batman. I just saw you like a few nights ago. Didn't you come in a few nights ago? Beat the shit out of us. Oh, so awful, so awful. Also, Rob Schneider, uh, closest comic book movie was Judge Dredd. Also uh, was in Demolition Man, which mm. um, could be in that thing. But yeah, Judge Dredd. Great movie. Never saw it. Never will. Never know. <laughs> True. No one request us to do a review on Judge Dredd, please. Mm. For the love of God, no. I think somebody needs to repay you for all of your, all of your hate on the Irish nation, and and have you do Wait, a original what, what Stallone of the Irish. What, what are you talking about? Hate oh, of the you're, Irish. You're nation. talking about all of their pronunciations in such a negative manner. No, I'm talking about how this close to St. Patrick's his Day. name. This close to St. Patrick's Day, Dan. It's just Anyways. not good. All right, so I, I had the problem with uh, going full bail with the raspy voice. I have to say this one more time. His fucking cowboy go-go dancer boots. They weren't cowboy or go-go dancer. They were a mixture of both because they, they were, were heavy no, as you shit. You know what they were? Loud they were as like shit. angry 90s Doc Martens. Kind of like go-go boots and cowboy boots put together. You got the spurs of the sound, the just fucking cloddiness of the go-go boots. Are you just, saying he jingle jangle jingled? Absolutely did. You fucking heard that shit every time he walked somewhere. God damn it, dude. Like he might as well have been wearing high heels because you could hear that from a mile away. There was no secrecy whatsoever. You, you know what I thought was really dumb? So I don't know if if this is something that you with with guys that you know. But um, there is a sect of people I know who believe that men shouldn't go anywhere without a pocket knife. And this Batman took that to extremes. What the fuck? Like some Hillary. Are we still in the eighties? Like I don't know, Swiss man. Army knives. I don't know. Not like a Swiss Army knife. Like a flip open. A Never. Blade. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, think I've not ever for me. hung out with anyone that. I've, I've got I've got family that are a little uh, what's the word? Yeah, they they I don't know. It's always useful because I always know if I need one, somebody's got one. But sure, I do not partake but... in that. 
But I loved that this Batman lived up to that ideal in that he always had a pocket knife in his chest. Never threw it. It's a fucking batarang. But nope, it's just my knife. I just keep it here in case I need to cut a thing. Do you remember all the talk at the beginning? Like, oh my gosh, that's the handle to the gun that killed his parents. Did, did no, you hear that because I didn't give a shit. We covered this. I gave zero fucks about this movie. I thought no fucks to give. I thought like, wow, that's the stupidest fucking thing. If that is true, because I'm going to take the gun that killed my parents and place it on my chest. It's like a walking billboard for, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. My parents got killed. Here's the gun. And here's the reminder. So that way I keep my sorrow and, and emo-ness going. I've got a feeling that there are a good amount of gun deaths in Gotham, so they might not know that it was Bruce Wayne. I don't know, man. Well, either way, I'm glad that it wasn't the case. I'm okay with it being the the knife or or even like a battering. You know, I was hoping that he would actually throw that son of a bitch and just like I was someone. too. Well, I, I thought for it. I straight up at the end of the movie when the the wires dangling, I'm like, oh, battering. Nope, I need to jump and slash. I can't throw my battering. I'm too hopped up on venom. Yeah. So do you think it was venom? I don't know. It looked like piss. It just reminded me of get him to the Greek. When he when when Jonah Hill gets shot with adrenaline in the heart, he's like, I'm alive. That's literally what happened in that movie. I thought it was cool that he did it, but I was like, this isn't a video game. You're not just like Bleep. he he stops really quick though. Just after he kicked the shit out of everyone. Uh, who was it? Was it Gordon or Selena Kyle? Like stops him and he's like, Yeah, because he's literally mashing a dude's face in. That's fine. But 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 he the, he just the, stopped like nothing happened. Like, we no, can't, okay, I we can't turn off. stop talking about the fact that his pants had a little, a little like peephole for him to inject himself with something. Hey, man. And the is- needles on it were not big enough for it to like the reaction time that it, that it came with. Versus the amount of penetration, and it would have just gotten in muscle. Wait, right? did he he injected it in his leg? I thought that's where the little thing was. I don't remember where he injected it. So either way, I, the depth of injection was such that you're not hitting an artery or a vein to get that to your heart and to yeah. disperse it. Like you, like that's not that's not what's <laughs> up, man. The reason the venom worked on Bane is because it was like in his in his uh, right into the cerebrals. Yeah, steroid rage. But it was so it was. I mean, I get it. You got to bring him back, but you don't need to hulk him up. Like I was okay with that. I don't like the sudden snap back to normalcy. You know, just okay, I want berserker mode, and then I just turned it off because someone tapped me on the shoulder. That's it. But um, thoughts on the movie as a whole? I didn't hate it, but it's not one that I'm going to find myself re-watching a lot. 
Like what I think graded as like A B C D. I think it's a solid B. I think there's ways to cut it to make it an A. Wouldn't you think though? I think that's pretty high considering the fact that you say that you wouldn't rewatch it. So the reason I wouldn't rewatch it isn't because it's bad. It's because it's a personal thing. Like I'm not a big let's watch movies that are kind of fucking depressing a lot. It's not your normal like woo Batman movie. It's like oh this is they show drug addicts right, and but murder. Just, hmm. So rewatchability hmm. doesn't factor into your grading scale. It could be like a fantastic movie, but if you never watch it again, you could rate it high. No, how many times? How many times you watch Citizen Kane, and it's like the best movie ever made. Well, according to critics, but uh, honestly, it, it literally so much innovation in that movie. So many other movies came from things that happened in that movie. It is the greatest movie ever made, and I've only watched it like three times. And I'm not like a I should watch it every year. It, it's not something I rewatch. The, the also the fact that I like. I'm not going to be able to watch that with my kid until he's able to grasp the the excessive level of violence that's going on there. I, again, that 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 hurts the rewatchability for me because I can't just pop it on like a Marvel movie whenever I want. Sure. Okay. So part of me, uh, part of my grading scale would be rewatchability. So I would say, on this movie, I'm going to grade it a C. Because of the fact that it's a good movie. I don't have, I mean, I have gripes about it and I'd like to embellish them a little bit. Um, just like what we talked about before, boots and all. But I thought it was a very good movie. I was actually thinking and talking about this with my wife, whether or not it was as good as any of the Nolan movies. So I was having a tough time because I enjoyed how different it was. I enjoyed the dark take. I enjoyed the, the uber violence. Um, I didn't enjoy the length of it, but I think they did enough to make things different with this movie. So I can appreciate that. Right? Mm-hmm. They, took a, they took a risk and I thought it paid off. But would I rewatch it? Probably like maybe if I were to guess i might watch this another four times in my entire life yeah it doesn't have the rewatchability of the nolan movies because they again had some positive outcomes this wasn't like batman one it's just like oh batman took out one guy kind of failed the whole time right like oops didn't realize i was the next target alfred got blown up oops didn't realize the new mayor was look they they flooded new york or gotham like that's not batman doing anything good that's batman fucking sucking yeah but i agree that the the real win of this movie for me was the differentiation from everything else that we've seen it it, it, to me it's a top five all-time dc movie easily five holy shit of any DC movie, yeah. Well, hold on, are, are you going back to like Superman and the 
Burton Batmans and everything that's been released, like up, like just in general, all DC movies. Five? That's a high ass rating right there. It's definitely in the top ten. I'd have to dig very deep to 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 say if it's it's close to five for me. Hmm. Like Wonder Woman's above it, you know, like stuff like that. But I think that I think this is one of the better Batman movies because of how different it is. Well, it's different from any DC movie too. There aren't really that many dark DC movies. I'm pretty sure there's some like properties that we don't yeah, really that could consider. Be the yeah, we, we may need we may need commenters to educate us on what what DC movies are darker than this. Because I don't think Watchmen is a DC property. That one is. Is it DC? I thought it was Image. I'm pretty sure DC. Mm. But anyways, another episode. Um, should they make another movie? I don't think they will. But should they? I'm always down for another. Everybody's always down for another Batman movie. Apparently you weren't for this one. You were not excited to see it. And you gave it a B, by the way. Yeah, I gave it a B because the, the length was too much. You it, So a lot of the detail I enjoyed, you could have cut and saved at least 45 minutes out of the movie. Easily. Easily. So what do you think they should do? on another one then I don't think they're going to get the cast back to do it I don't think they're going to open the coffers to get the cast back in to do it I think movies in general right now are going to be very strategic on what they use their large budgets on so you're going to see some of these Marvel movies because they know they're going to make a fuck ton of money but I don't know how many mid-grade movies Warner Brothers can can afford. They just bought the Discovery Channel for like a shit ton of money. Did they really? Yeah, they're going to merge Discovery Plus and uh, HBO Max. Oh. So I don't know how much money they have with all the properties they're putting in. You know, the HBO stuff. They've already got so many other DC movies in the coffer that they're pushing back, right? They got Black Adam coming out. They got Aquaman coming out that they pushed. They got the Flash coming out that they pushed. So even a release date for this wouldn't be until 2024. And I don't see Pattinson coming back. I don't think he wants to be a repeat. Um, but I, if I'm wrong, I'd, I'd watch it. The quality of the writing on this movie and the story would get me to watch it. Would I watch it at home as opposed to the theater? Candidly, the only reason I went to the theater to see this movie is so we could talk about it. I would have waited for this to, to come on the home video or to come okay. to streaming in three months because I think it will be on streaming quicker than Spider-Man got to streaming. Spider-Man <laughs> got pushed back. Yeah, I don't think this will. I think this will hit HBO Max. Um, it's March now. I think it'll hit by May. A lot of movies now are, that's how quick they're moving back because that's how big the streaming world well, is now. A lot of normal movies, large budget movies normally take a while. I don't think this one will. I think this will hit streaming by end of May. I think they should make another because 
they got it. We got a movie where it's just Batman, right? So, and that's one of the things. It's like that's the coolest thing about Batman is the character of Batman. Um, I, there's a lot of critiquing and groaning and moaning about, oh, we didn't get Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. Who gives a shit about Bruce Wayne? You got a chance to see, you know, Batman whooping the shit out of people for, you know, two out of the three hours. But what I think they should do, or what I would hope they would do, is they do a time jump. So what that does is it gives Pattinson a little bit of time to lift some weights, eat a few cheeseburgers, actually get to look like an older, more mature, buff Batman. He's not going to do it, though. Right. He won't. But uh, that would be like my dream world of like, okay, time jump. He's been Batman. He's been established. He learns to become Bruce Wayne. And so that way you don't have to have the immediate sequel of like, okay, well, here he is. How is he going to transition into Bruce Wayne? And if they do the time jump, though, then they need to get that little orphan boy to be Robin. The one that yeah, they need they need to pull out Robin. They need to pull out the rest. Time jump would work perfectly for Arkham for those people to escape or do whatever. And then, you know, Joker's out there and whatever else. Fuck the little boy. Who cares? I mean, if you want a, like, maybe like a younger, like Damian Wayne type character, maybe, yeah, do it that way where the kid's still kind of young. But even then, it's Batman who trains him. I don't think Alfred and uh, Bruce Wayne are going to team up to. Train a little child vigilante. I'm gonna be honest. If they make another Batman movie and they don't do Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton, I don't know what the world's coming to. I hope that's what they're doing in the Flash movie. The next time we'll see Batman will be in the Flash in 2023 now, which I'm not happy about. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. Don't even want to, man. Fucking DC properties. They suck. I think the Black Adam movie is going to be good. Do you think they're so? bringing out? They're bringing out. They got Hawkman in it. They're bringing out a lot of characters. Ooh, Hawkman! You know how everyone loves themselves some Hawkman. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think this might be the Rock's downfall right here. Is Black Adam's going to fall flat? I disagree. If the remake of Jumanji didn't kill him nothing will let's put a ribbon on this little present called the batman but um yeah anything else you want to add mark no i i liked the movie overall but i mean it was okay it was not a waste of money i didn't feel like i needed to leave the theater i didn't fall asleep at all during it which you know was surprising because i was up past my bedtime Well, I saw it early in the morning, but it was a good movie. Um, I still rate it as a C just because I'm probably not going to watch this a whole lot uh, or rewatch it a whole lot, but it's worth checking out and, you know, keep supporting those comic book movies because if we don't, we're not going to see any more come out. And I'd rather see a bunch of okay to 
moderate superhero movies based off of comic book characters than no comic book character movies. So I'm okay with it. DC, Marvel, keep doing what you're doing. And until next time, I'm Dan. He's also vengeance. I'm going to go fight some crime. Mark, I'll see you next time. Yeah.